It's podcast time here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We continue our State of the Nation series, which is presented by our friends at A-Plus Lawn and Landscape. The Sharp and Lube program is perfect for a guy like me. I like to take care of my lawn. I like to do all that stuff. Big weed eater guy. Love firing up the weed eater. And... Thanks for that. But I don't want to change the oil. I don't want to sharpen the blades. So I'll gladly pay A-plus lawn and landscape to come to my house and do it for me. The Sharpen Loop program is available now. Give them a call at A-plus lawn and landscape. Go to their website. Their banner ads are all over CycloneFanatic.com. So, we're going to skip over the State of the Nation today for the Iowa State men's basketball program. It just makes sense to wait a little bit longer on that one due to the uncertainty of what the team will even look like. Yeah, I mean, which, how many? Now a Tyrese. Six. How many open spots? Well, Javon Johnson. There are four, four open spots. Four open spots. Four open spots because the two freshmen from last year, I've Grill. I've five returning starters. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or five returning. We're going to do, and we might actually be adding an episode of this series because of the uncertainty of our world. But I thought, Brent, that we could sit down today and kind of talk about what we think that Iowa State athletics could look like in the future in general post-coronavirus immediately and long-term. Sure. Because I think, and, and you're going to be a guy due to your work on a daily, um, your daily job raising money for Iowa State Foundation, uh, you're going to be a good guy to kind of pick your brain on that. Yeah. And always, um, I'm I've got my ear to the pavement when it comes to media stuff. We can get into some of this type of deal. This is not the third episode that I had envisioned, but I think that with enough people talking about canceling football and all this stuff, I do think Iowa State fans are probably a little anxious, so maybe we could hash that out today. Yeah, and it's going to have an impact, and it remains to be seen. Is it a small impact just from a scheduling standpoint, like there's no spring football, or is it even bigger than that? Start talking about the college football season as a whole, and then if you want to extrapolate it even further, if the college football season, for some reason, Chris, is canceled and you start taking away you, so what happened with the Olympics and what happened with the NCAA tournament is now you take that media money away. That's like source number one of revenue for everybody. everybody. And so Even we, the wealthy Big Ten and SEC. Yeah. So we're, what do you look like then? And it's kind of scary. I hope it doesn't get to that, but I think we can kind of touch on, you know, this thing impacts all of us from a personal standpoint and just, you know, obviously the health of everyone's first and foremost, but then you start talking about the economic impact and Iowa State is not immune and the Cyclones aren't immune as well from this thing and it could touch them as well. It will. Okay. Um, I don't want to give too much of it away, but I am writing a column for Monday about um, the role of sports in a coronavirus world. Reason I say that is uh, I, I was having this conversation uh, with my neighbors, the Hutchison's today when yep. we were out and we're recording this late Saturday night, by the way, Bloom and I are both, we've both been, um, I don't want to say trapped, but we've, <laughs> we have been around children under, in, in Bloom's case, children under the age of three, in my case, children under the age of five, a lot lately. Uh, two weeks straight. So we're, we're enjoying a Knob Creek whiskey here, and um, we're getting together late on a Saturday night to record this, but I was saying, like, my life, and I know that a lot of fans out here listening will, will agree with this, my life for my for the last 15 years, all day, every day, has been chasing sports stories and, you know, what commentating, whatever you want to call it. There's nothing. Not nada. Nothing. And I was thinking about it. So like this time of year, I'm usually like really, so today would have been the elite eight, I believe. Yep. And it would have been the third day of baseball. Yeah. I am lost without my racing. Hmm. So that's that's the number one thing. I I don't know what to do Hmm. without 
so like on a normal Saturday night, like tonight, I would have watched the basketball games, whatever. Then I want to go into my DVR. I would have watched a truck race from last night. I would have watched the okay. Xfinity race. And then I would go to my dirt racing websites and I would catch up on those. So That's, even though those are gone too? Yeah. There I am. I mean, absolutely yeah. they are. Yeah, they can't no pack game. hundreds of people into a... No, I just, if you race without... I, there's some horse racing going on. They don't have television revenue. The only way those yeah. guys get paid is if people are in That's the stands. True. Good point. I, Good point. My point here, and, and again, I don't want to get too far into it, but I do want to pick your brain on it. When we talk about the NBA playoffs, and we, when we talk about Major League Baseball, to zero in on those specifically, and then we can get to the football conversation. Based off of the stories that I've read, the testing's about ready to really ramp up in this country. Correct. Um, Number one, first and foremost, we need to be supporting our healthcare workers with every resource that we possibly have. I do not put sports ahead of any of that. But I do think that if we get down to it in three weeks, where we're starting to really clamp down on testing. We can do it in five minutes. We can do it on on site. I I think there's a role for the NBA and for baseball here. For the sake of the public's good, to get your ass to work, even if it means, and it will, playing without fans. And, and potentially, what the NBA is talking about, Chris, I don't, you probably read the story. They're talking about renting out, you know, a, maybe a giant casino and putting everybody on site and just playing there. So you just rope it off. I had not read that, yeah. but that sounds... You, I, and that's that's the that's the extreme version. The other thought the NBA is going to some cities that may not have the outbreak as say an NYC or a Seattle. Well, they don't have franchise, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but I don't even know if that would protect them. So, but but they will be playing, and baseball too will be playing without fans before there are fans. No question. I, the, my greater point here is if you start looking down the road in the coronavirus world, you start to really um, have to dig into the mental health aspect of people. Yeah. And we're going to, the weather getting nicer is going to help, but we're going to need a distraction from all of this. Sports are right there. Correct. And I think there's a real opportunity here for, uh, especially Major League Baseball, a sport that really needs it. Could you imagine... uh, well, first of all, there's going to, TV ratings will go up in yes. a coronavirus world. So think about it that way. But yep. two, could you imagine the Lakers and the Clippers playing in the Western Conference Finals in front of no fan, like Twitter in a situation like that? Yeah. Like I, I, I think that in a way, like there's certain sports that translate in a, in a coronavirus world. There's certain ones that don't. One, it's not a sport, but it's entertainment. I I can't watch my pro wrestling right now. Like they're doing this, they're trying to keep I going. Know they're trying to do it. They are, but without a crowd, it's very difficult. Yeah. Like they're doing That's... it at their performance center, so nobody's leaving. All that stuff. Um, it's just it's not the same. It is not the same. I can't watch it. It's unwatchable to me. Yep. But I think that the NBA steal a page from the XFL. Why can't we be miking these guys up? Yeah. Why can't we be, you know, and really get um, progressive with how we are televising these things? I think there's a real opportunity here. Yeah, and I know LeBron's been on record of saying, and LeBron is, you know, has a big voice. He said that he doesn't want to play unless there's fans. I think he'll come around to it if everybody else needs to get out there. And I... I agree. I think I think basketball would be one of those that would be easier to get by than uh, maybe something else. But, you know, Chris, what I keep coming back to is the only thing this reminds me of this period is 9-11. And uh, really, I, I looked it up the other day. It was 10 days of no sports. Like, we're past that now. But we still went to school. Yeah. And we still went to right, work. Right. And we, so, but it's, but that, I mean, you now, had those that, distractions. That we're, but yeah, but then when, when baseball came back and it's still iconic when in New York City. Subway Series was that year? No, well, no, the, that was the uh, Yankees Diamondbacks. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. But about the first day back, your Braves were on the road in Shea Stadium against the Mets. And Mike Piazza hits a home run in the eighth inning. 
and you know while they're wearing the FDNY hats and the NYPD hats, and it was just like, all right, that's a distraction. We can all feel good about this, even though the Braves lost. Even the the Braves players years later said that was that was actually probably for the best. There, in fact, you just said that. There's I'll pull it out for you so you can see it right here. There's an entire chapter about that game in the Chipper oh, Jones yeah, book and it was, that I have. Yeah. I mean, I remember that really moment. Really cool. I remember that moment just thinking, you know, we can, we can, it's okay to be a fan of sports right now because we need it. And I, I don't think there's a time more than right now that we could just really use anything. So, so some sort of sport. So that, I'm, I'm surprised, quite frankly, that one of these leagues hasn't embraced that, even the PGA Tour. I think everybody's just, so scared. They're just, they're, yeah, they're of, nervous about it. In the I PR, understand. because you're trying to promote social distancing yep. and you want to yep. show that you're taking it seriously. Yep. But I think what we're talking about, there's going to be a real window here with all this testing. Yep. So what what's going to happen? And I, we haven't had it. We were just talking about this before we went on. We haven't really had anything else to analyze. So you and I both, and I'm sure a lot of our folks listening to this podcast are the same way just really into this, you know, COVID thing. Like, what does this mean? How is it going to play out? What do we need to do to get better? Yada, yada, yada. And what I think is going to happen is now they have this rapid testing that's going to fire up. Eventually, once you're right, once they get past the healthcare professionals, which is the number one thing, we all agree on that. Then I think you get to a point where you will give these tests to every single player and staff member and whoever that is it going into an arena? Yeah, media. Everybody, yeah. you have to take this test if you want to go in. If you're if you're good, you're good, um, and then they'll play. Like I think that it's going to be that extreme, and I think it'll even even down the road. I mean, there could be temperature checks and things, but we're not going to see fans at these things for a number of months. Um, and I think you could even look at uh, fans not being there into the fall. I do think there's a better chance of football happening with no fans than none at all uh, as far as not playing. I think I think they'll still play, but I think that there is a chance that there is no fans at college football and NFL games in the fall. But, but that's the steps you have to take. And if you look at China, you look at South Korea right now, they still haven't resumed basketball over there. China even pushed back. Now they, that's a whole other political discussion we get into of what's actually going on in China, right? Um, but they delayed their basketball. They're a bunch of liars. Well, is what's going on? I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, I'll be a little less PC they, than you. They just pushed back their season all the way till May, and South Korea did the same thing because nobody wants to go, wants to be the first, and then you know have that on the backs of it. I, they they are helping spread this thing, which I respect the fact that everybody's being cognizant of it. But I, I think that. I don't know. It just kind of hit me. Like I, I think that the longer this goes on in our country, there's going to be a, I think a responsibility for these guys to go back on the floor. Yes. I'll say this, like, um, and by no means am I comparing what we do to LeBron James, but like, I've put more like time and thought into our radio show in the last two weeks than I ever have because I feel like it's our most important shows. Even though There's we're not no talking about for people, even though we're not talking about sports, yeah, yeah, um, I just feel like we have a responsibility to help people like uh, distract. And I, I had to talk with our staff. I, I sent out that email the day after the NCAA tournament got canceled. I said, guys, like we need to be at our best right now because people need that. And I think that you know Adam Silver is a guy who, with all the stuff, I, I would be shocked if the NBA doesn't have the playoffs. In some capacity, yeah. with with I, Adam Silver and his progressive nature, like I think that they figured out in baseball. Um, I it, here here's the question I have for for baseball and stuff because I about the NBA deal. You can kind of like just keep everybody around, like you were saying. With the question I have on Major League Baseball is, can we fly these guys all over the country? Like, or do we have longer charters, home stands? Or if they're in charters, it's it's. Okay. Not that much different. I mean, okay. you just test the pilots too, right? I mean, and you make sure the seats are really clean. Yeah, and like I mean, I mean, there are things you can do, and and like I said, if you're testing everybody before the before they even enter the stadium, the arena, you would know. I mean, I I think at first that's the that's the the measures you're going to have to take to make sure everybody's okay, but I think just based on numbers, basketball would be easier because you've got 15 guys on a roster as compared to 25 for baseball and. 
everything that goes with that. I think baseball's even talked about doing smaller stadiums and, and staying in Arizona and Florida for the start of the season. But I don't, I still don't even know what that gets you other than it's a smaller stadium. It doesn't look as bad on TV. Really insensitive comment for you baseball people. It doesn't matter. And like, no, I mean, for me, like I've watched enough, like Thursday afternoon games with nobody in the stands. It doesn't really impact. You don't have to show the crowd. Right. And I think people want to go just because they like, going but you're baseball baseball translates to no crowd way better than any other sport and tv is still like power player number one here yes i mean they really are all the way across the board so this is what i wanted to transfer into with the iowa state and the football thing yeah because i agree i mean i think we can think about us like i want to go i want to go to this game or i want to but but really for these leagues to exist and to succeed, they need they need the TV revenue. And so the TV is the one who is going to carry the big stick here and say, you will play. And the TV um, won't be able to pay that revenue if it goes without games for too much longer. Correct. So that's why they're... So that's why... It's a really... it's So the NCAA tournament is a great example. What they, they had the study that came out this week that the NCAA lays out... What was it? $400 million? Yeah, it was almost a half billion. So they, you can't make that up. So they have these contracts, these TV contracts of if there's a uh, some sort of act of, I think they, they even write it in, act of God, which this coronavirus would be, then the, the contract's basically null and void. And so it's like it didn't even happen. So CBS and Turner get their money back. They didn't even pay. And the NCAA's like, there goes our <laughs> revenue source. Mm-hmm. Just like that. And so and it's even a bigger scale with... You start, start talking about the NBA contracts, the NFL contracts going forward, college football. So they, well, they, they, these these leagues have an incentive, a huge incentive, to make make this work one way or another. So this I I say this at the risk sounding like a country bumpkin here. Okay. Well, <laughs> but I. I'm a really big believer in like the human um, mind and um, just the power of human beings. Okay. Let me, let me hear me out here. So right now, like all of the smart people in the world are focused on one thing, all of the money in the world, like the rich people are really focused on one thing. I just have a hard time believing that it's going to take 18 months for us to like be able to, really like knock this thing out. Now I'm not, I don't know about vaccines and all. My wife just was telling us about it. My point is, and she's a doctor. Yes. I think things get expedited just a little bit. This is just what my gut says. I feel like our president is really, it seemed like on Friday, it was kind of like a wake up call um, for the federal government. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but I think that everybody's scared enough right now, or the next month is going to be very, Hi, Cammy. We're just doing a podcast. Have a good night. Hey, this is a quarantine edition of the Cyclone <laughs> Fanatic podcast where five-year-olds will walk into the home office. That's fine. That's all about it. Um, I don't know, man. Like, my, my thought it, when I'm looking at the football season. Yeah. And I the whole crowd thing, I don't know. Yeah. But I it kind of goes with what I was saying about the NBA playoffs where I with all the money involved, with the television mm-hmm. contracts, with the schools, what they're – what, what they can lose and stay afloat. How does this impact the institutions as a whole? Yep. Um, then on top of it, with the amount of focus and energy that is going into not necessarily even finding a cure, but like finding answers for this thing so we yep. can productively fight it. Yeah. I have a really hard time believing that we're not going to find a way to have these games yeah. take place in one it, way or another. It just somebody, Even if there's no crowd. Somebody has to be first. And it's going to be really hard right now to be that first person, that first league, that first whatever, to say, you know what? This is worth it. We're going to get backlash. Because you're going to get backlash, right? Well, that's why, like, I'm writing this column, right? And I'm prepared to be called, like, this machismo, like, science denier, which I'm not. But I'm, like, I don't know. I think we can talk this thing in circles a little bit, though. I don't think it's just, oh, we're all going to die. Right. Like, I think there's another side to this that 
maybe the mainstream media hasn't done a great job of giving some positives. I'm not even giving positives. I think we're just critically thinking through this and how sports can enhance our lives in this world. Two things can be true about this whole thing, and, and I agree with you. Number one, that this is a scary deal, and this is unprecedented, and um, this is not the flu. Okay? I thought. I think that's pretty evident <laughs> yeah. by now. Two, that the media can get benefit and ratings from making it seem scarier than it needs to be. Absolutely. And I think they have. I mean, hey, listen, I like facts. I like numbers. I like data. I don't I don't necessarily need CNN with a running tally of people dead. Especially, well, in the... Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't see what that... I, the death toll is less offensive to me than the, um, like, cases... Like the number is going to go it up is. because we're testing more people, right? And that's so you, the whole. We, yeah, don't we true. want that number we to do. go up? We, well, yeah, we because actually probably th- do. then we learn more, and then we can educate our communities. And I don't know, like, but, but so so this comes back just to you know to the sports angle of somebody has to be first into you're going to get all sorts of to incoming fire from the media, from social, from everybody. Of how dare you? do this when you're putting you're putting lives at risk it's, it's gonna happen I mean, if you go first you're gonna oh you're putting this th- these people's lives at risk by playing this it's a game um and someone's gonna have to be first and then it'll get easier and easier i could see it being nascar or the pga well and i think that's where you got to look at those first right I mean, yeah. because because you can't the the contact sports gonna be tough everything nascar does i know i'm just familiar with the business model is all charter but like then, they're not taking commercial flights. They're not. Yeah, so I think that I, I think the teams NASCAR, charter each other. I think there's an opportunity there. Definitely, and so, but it's going to be somebody's going to have to be the first person to take that step. And then the other part of it is, is they they have to get a better grasp on, um, you know, the, the testing part, which then they can, you know, welcome people in and say, well, we tested all these people. They're they're good. Don't have to worry about the actual competitors here. And then the fans will come after that, but it's it'll be a uh, interesting. I think I think April, from what I can tell, will be really really rough. And from everything's gonna like peak. It seems yeah, it like. will. And then I think what you'll see is May. It'll start to wind down, and then maybe late May, June is when you start talking about these leagues starting to prepare to to get going. But who knows? I mean, this thing's on its own timetable, and but you will have whatever league it is. You will fight. You will fight the media who wants to make this scary, which, again, good for them. I mean, that's their, their, their job is to inform, um, and that's going to be a tough hurdle to overcome because look at look at the way the tournament's canceled, right? It went, you know, the Big 12 did their thing, then the Big 10, the SEC, and everyone looked at the Big East like, how dare you? Which is interesting now that that was in New York City, and that's now the, uh, it's the, the largest hot, yeah. hot spot. But everyone's looking at them like, what are you, like, are you, what are you doing here? And it's going to be that similar type of reaction for somebody to get going. So what's what needs to happen is first China and South Korea need to get going. I mean that'll that'll be one part of it, and then you know maybe things in Europe get better. I don't know exactly the, the timetable will be, but um, you know college football is going to have to follow, right? It's going to have to follow these other leagues resuming first. I assume college football will take some sort of um, follow the leader with the NFL too. It, it, yeah, yeah. Because it, it seems like that's the way, like if you're an Iowa State football fan, you're wondering, well, how do you, it seems like it's going to be like a mini camp thing, just well, like the NFL, if, I mean, if we can get and, to that point. And the other part of it is you're going to fight politics from a state level of if the university is not even open, you can't bring, you cannot play college football. So that's the other part. You can't, you cannot have student athletes there just to play football. So Iowa State's going to have to be open as a university, and that's Which another challenge. It, and, and that's another deal to when I would look ahead to 2024, which bef- when we mapped out these pods, we weren't necessarily planning on a coronavirus yeah. pod. But, the, you know, this would be a scenario where it would be advantageous for these schools not to be locked into the NCAA and to be basically independent contractors. Um. You know, like the 64, like however you would break sure. it down. I, but still, like now that I say that out loud, you're still associated with the universe. Yeah, you can't. It, so it, maybe not. Maybe, I, yeah, I, I take that back. I mean, how do you how do you justify you have these 100, 
only the 100 students that are football players are on campus and they can be there, but nobody else can, like that won't go over well for anybody, whether fair or not. And so for, for college football to resume, you have to assume that all of these universities are open as well. And, you know, that... It, yeah, like is USC or UCLA going to be open? You know what I mean? Hey, like, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm, the reason yeah, I point them yeah, out... you got to look at them all. Large campuses in dense populations. Yep. Like New York... I mean, Rutgers, I don't know. Like, right. there's right. not well, as many of them. Like, sure. what about, like, Texas? Or, yeah. I mean, hell, there's 40,000 at Iowa State now. Yeah. Now, granted, we're not a hot spot no. yet. No, and, We and, might be and, come and, that time. And, we don't know. So, here's here. I saw this argument floated today, and actually, it was an article in the Sports Business Journal today that it's been bandied about a bit of, the thought is, this virus may go away, quote-unquote, when it gets warmer because viruses tend to be cyclical with the weather a little bit. And so there's actually been floated around by some people in yeah. college sports that they'd play a, a July, August, September season. And then that way, when this thing, and it probably will, it could come back when it's colder in October, then you don't have to shut it down because that's the other fear, right? So yeah. even if this thing goes away enough to play but then there's another but this is my theory i resumption of cases I you just, have to cancel this and again w- with the risk of sounding like a ignorant country bumpkin i have a feeling and this is just my feeling because i i put a lot of trust in our scientists you're and, an optimist there's got to be an antibody or something around by october i would hope so i mean it's march right now yeah like, I just have a feeling that, like, somehow, it, I'm not saying a cure or even a vaccine, like, but do a little research. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to even try and explain it. Yep. But, like, you can pump antibodies into people that make the effects lessen. And and what's what's that threshold, though? Yeah, of, I, know. I don't know. Because, because I don't I, have the I, answers. I agree with you. I mean, let's say, okay, what is our, our I mean, I don't want to get too dark here, but the mortality rate right now is about... 1.34% in the U.S. And it's actually probably lower because... When you, we haven't tested. Correct. And the flu is a 0.1. So let's say you get this mortality rate in July at 0.3. Is that still too much? Which is a is a note that I've seen a lot, that is, number. Yeah, is that too much? Like, do we, do we go back to business? Do we go back to life then? Or is that still too much? Because 0.3% is still... I mean, you're still talking about it's a lot of people. You know, tens of thousands of people. It's a lot of grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads. Like you have yeah. to think of it like that. But I mean, as the world still has out, to like spin, you, it it does, and people die. And like, we it can't just, keep you cutting can't, two trillion dollar right checks. Like you, to, you gotta. Yeah. There's there's a threshold, but I don't and I don't know what that is, and that's why the smart people have to figure this out. I think one point four, whatever five percent right now is is too high. Like I get it now. If that gets down to point four, do you say, well, I mean, what is it? What What is that threshold? And I think these are the questions that are going to be really difficult because it's good. If this thing spreads and it will continue to spread, people will continue to be impacted and the fear will still be there because people capitalize on fear. Um, and so it's going to be really tough. Like I come back to my other point of who's going to be the first league to say, yes, we will go out there. The people need this too. And we're gonna we're gonna resume play, and once that domino starts, and I think the rest will fall in line. But from a college football standpoint, the universities need to be open. And so that's in your that, mi- that's, that, that's good, it. So that's in like your mind, that's number the key. one. Number one is the universities have to be. They cannot. You cannot have. It would lose all res- all respect of the whole student athlete thing if if college football exists and classes are still online. That just won't work. It just won't work. I don't think I don't, it would. At least. I don't. I don't buy the summer schedule either. Like I just. Can you imagine? Like no, and and there's a couple Baton BDs Rouge that, in yeah, July. Right. You just. I mean, that's another. Like you're you're risking something totally different. Is heat stroke. I don't buy it. I don't either. I mean, John. I, I read f- the report. John Allred's really good. Yeah. Like. Uh, Olerund or whatever his name is from Sports Business Journal. He's I'm I'm sure he heard that somewhere. Yeah, like, I'm sure I, the top, TV's got to th- see. This is uh, I that, think, let's let's move this to the TV angle because they're the ones that are they are the uh, you know the Oz behind the curtain here pulling all they the strings. They own every bowl game. And they own all all the conference basketball tournaments. Let me just because I 
here's the big picture as far as Iowa State's concerned and why it matters what TV thinks. Iowa State's revenue is right around $90 million, just to give an even number. It's probably a couple million here, a couple, couple million there. About 45 to $50 million of that comes from the Big 12. And the Big 12 gets its money from TV, namely, and then the NCAA tournament and bowl games. So over half of Iowa State's revenue comes from sources beyond their control. That's big. Like they, so that's why when the Big 12 says, or when the, the, the TV partners say, Iowa State, you're going to play at 11. Yeah, you Iowa play State at 11. plays at 11. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Like the, They have to do this. And so if TV says, well, here's what we have in mind for this, all these power players have to listen. Like Iowa State does not control when they restart this thing. It, it comes from TV working with the conferences first and foremost. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, like, if let's say they don't what let's say that they just cancel everything. And so right? this this is the other problem. Yeah. So think about that money. Well, and ESPN is gonna I mean, they probably already are eating it. And if you're watching the Viacom, CBS, and Disney stock lately. Yep. They're eating it big like, time. Yeah. Um, my point being twenty twenty four is not going to be this bumper crop for these conferences if we just quit playing games. Yep. Because you basically got two bidders right now. You've got Fox and you've got ESPN. Um, there's been theories for a while. You know, maybe this could be a really uh, a boost for your Netflix and for your um, Apple or whoever. Yeah, Apple Plus. Um, yeah, whoever starts. Maybe this is a good thing for them because they're not, at this point, Netflix traffic's through the roof. Yeah. They're probably making more money than ever. Thank you, Tiger King. Yeah, uh, maybe Amazon and... Um, you see where I'm yep, going yep, with yep. this. I'm just thinking very deeply into 2024. Which is but, when all these media rights are up. That's correct. That, yeah. You have to play games. Like, they yeah. have to find a way to do it. Otherwise, ESPN is not going to be ESPN in a year. No. For obvious reasons. And then they're not going to be up. I think at the end of all this, um, we're looking at a different college. Like, can you keep paying coordinators $1.5 no. million? Dollars? Okay. I don't think so. Well, so just from just I would say it's a small slice in the pie, but if half the revenue, so forty-five million ish of Iowa State's revenue comes from TV slash the Big Twelve, and that's cut down to let's say, well, that there's no bowl games to take that out and determines it. So you're looking at now your revenues in half almost overnight. Where where you you have fixed fixed expenses so yeah you're gonna have to slim down really quickly and there'll be there'll be jobs that are lost and you'll have to be way more efficient and oh by the way if there's no college football then your ticket income drops your cycling club drops i mean all this stuff like you become it gets it gets really you're not getting sponsorship dollars from the ring around jack trice stadium so the learfield is cycling fanatic can we even stay afloat right like honestly if there's no football season i don't i'm gonna have to find a new job and there's a lot i mean you're this is from a college sports standpoint if there's no college football season it gets ugly really quickly because there's this much tied into this thing going on a cycle KXNO, uh, yeah, you know, like think about it, like the, it's. So this is this could again. You don't want to get too dramatic here, man. I'm but, gonna have to move back home and farm. You start, you start thinking like this is we we've we've had podcasts about the Big Twelve missile crisis, and it would be at that level, or maybe well, probably much worse if there's no season this year because you lose all that, and it's just hard to hard to get that engine turning again. The only difference is that everybody's involved here. It's it not. Is. No, the, it's not just the nukes aren't yeah, just true. aimed at four just, Big Twelve schools. That is a good point. Um, but and I think, I think they find a way to. Uh, you have to keep the TV revenue. You just have to. I mean, at the bottom line, like they're going to sure. test all those kids. The kids are and their parents are going to have to sign release forms that to they're be in okay. the stadium. Yep. Yeah, and, and you know we'll probably be there. Yeah, uh, the media, media will be allowed, yep. and we're going to have to get our temperature taken yep. and wear a mask. Or take the test or whatever. You know, whatever it is. I I just, like, I suck Kirk Herbstreet's deal. And I just, as much as I, that's irresponsible to me. Like, I. But his point was was well taken in that. I get it. At that point, if somebody, if somebody in that locker room gets coronavirus, you have to shut it down. Like, you do. 
Now, since since he said that, they came up with this more rapid test, which I think will revolutionize how we look at I, this. I agree. Um, the one that we're referencing, you can basically get a result in like five, five minutes, minutes or something like that. That that changes everything. It, but so they got to get it to the point where they can administer on site and then give you the green light to go. And it's going to be weird. It's going to be different. It's going to be a new way we're looking at life. But there's going to be all these big things. Will you have to make sure everybody's virus free? It's just the the nature of it, and um, I think that's the near future. Yeah, I mean. Everything is different now. Everything is different, and it's going to be that way it, for a while. And it, and until they get a vaccine, this is the it's going to be weird. And I hope that comes soon. Or, like we talked about, they get the um, treatment to a point where between the mitigation big. efforts and the treatment efforts, you can you can drive that that scary number down further to They're where this, it's more just a seasonal illness. From what I get, like you're basically getting a flu shot. That's the vaccine. Yeah. Well, but okay. Now you clarify this for me, big shot. <laughs> because like what Ashley always tells me is you get a flu shot, but you can still get the yeah, flu. Because like the, a different the, strand the, of yeah, it. But, but your, your, um, your antibodies, everything's, yeah. it's, we're, it's we're, not we're, as bad. Right. We're, we're outside. We're of out we're way out. But are you, you're some sort of combative measure is going to have to take place. Dr. Urban back, back on here. Back on the pod. But I think and I hope this happens soon because you know, college football starts in five months. I mean re- regardless Jesus it's gonna be a long summer. I think players they're gonna miss out on probably a good portion well, all the spring. And then if they can get them back on campus by July one, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be Jeez, aspirational. Probably not going to have media days this year in Dallas. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know if I want to get on a plane. Yeah, on a plane. Yeah. Do so you think th- it'll be like the old Big Twelve Skyriders tour? You ever heard about those days? I have. Where they would go. Chuck Morris used to, to tell site. me about those. Yep. You just get on. So back for those who don't yep. know, like they'd take all the scribes and you'd literally and, fly yeah, site to site. So the Big Eight would get like a charter jet. Yeah. And they'd fly all the beat riders. From one big eight town to another. So different. Because they actually wanted our coverage and they appreciated it. And now, like, the media has kind of become the enemy to all these people. Which, that could change a little bit, too. I mean. I, I see what you're saying. schools need. They, they need the cover. And, and I don't know what coverage is going to look like here. Cause well, I, I, these Some of these publications are going to have a rough go. They really are, and you uh, know it. Tell me about it. <laughs> so, it's uh, uh, our Patreon could really use some funds yeah, if you're listening. No, it's just it's tough. It's and everyone's impacted by this from this economy, and it's not going to get any easier until they resolve this. So here's so. the problem from like where I sit, and this is I'm going to try and not be really. Um, but if there's no fans who can go to the games. Like where are they going to get their coverage? Well, here this is what I foresee happening. Our coverage, our numbers would be through the roof. Yeah. But with that becomes more expenses for like your server and stuff. Um, the problem is if there's no advertisers like yeah. nationally or locally spending any money, we're paying more with Without higher that. traffic to make pennies on the dollar, yeah. which we're seeing already. Yep. Like our revenue, like on a daily basis from like a um, third party ad standpoint is like one fifth. Of That's what it was crazy. pre-coronavirus. Crazy, crazy. So, um, you're right about the... I mean, this is the one time where I would probably... I mean, just being brutally honest with everybody, I have to think about a subscription thing if I want to keep the doors open. Yep. It, I'm just saying if this is long-term. I'm not... No, I, I think people are, are going... Every, every single business, there's, you know... You have to make t- a pivot. Something, something's going to be different. Um and everyone's everyone's impacted by this, and everyone's listening. This has impacted them in in eight different ways. Think now. of the local restaurant owner. I oh, mean, I talked to a guy yesterday, one of our partners. It's bad. I mean, can we keep relying on like carryouts for the next two months, or you know? And the government, I actually, I give the government a lot of credit. I think everyone's trying. They're throwing everything they can at this. Yep. Uh, but it's just very uncertain time. So this uh, again. Uh, the good thing is Bloom's working from home, and we live five ho- yeah. houses down. So we'll we'll do some more pods I, that are more Iowa State specific. But I thought this one was necessary. Well, and it, it's just it's uncertain. Um, 
but know that these universities and these athletic departments have every single incentive to play this fall. Because if they don't, then it is it is bad, bad news for them. Um, and for the TV partners as well, I think they can weather this for so long, like your ESPNs and your Fox Sports. Well, they can, they can get by for maybe, all right, give me six, eight weeks. But when they start getting into the summer and they still got nothing, when I mean, they're going to get in trouble too. And so they need, they're going to like, they're going to really put it out there of, I saw something the other day and I thought it was a great idea. The big three tournament, right? Which is the ice cube three on three. His thought was, we're so starved for live sports right now. I'm going to lock my guys into a house, whatever, a court. We're going to run games with TV broadcasts with all my guys right there. I'm going to test them all. And it's really no different than what we just went through the, at Battle of Atlantis. NBA. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're literally all under one roof. Yeah. So that's, that's what the NBA is thinking about going to Bahamas or whatever, putting everybody under one roof and then playing three on threes, probably maybe one of the first to do it. But these, t- these TV entities are going to be so starved for live sports and ratings that, that they're going to, they all have incentive to get this going and get this going, going quickly. But they will fight, Chris, like we talked about. They will fight the backlash from from the social media and media in general. When's the first coach take a pay cut? Oh, whew. somebody will. It'll be like a Dabo. Yeah. Somebody with an incredibly large salary anyways, yep. and then they'll be oh, like, oh, I'll take, I'll take 4.5 million. That's a good instead. point. That's a really I, good point. I just, it's coming. Yep. Like I was reading in the same thing that you referenced about the the revenue, you know, yeah, about how like Iowa State's in great shape compared to like a Mountain West school. Oh my gosh, yeah, you know, like their revenue just got cut in half. Bare bones to begin with. Um, and Iowa State's got some reserves. Iowa State's Iowa State is going to survive this. I'm glad Jamie Pollard's our AD right now. Completely agree, and he's he's well aware, and he's a CPA. I mean, I mean, and they. We always joke that Jamie's five steps ahead of everybody. He probably has auxiliary plans for all this stuff and how well, it's going to impact them. You know, but it's it's Iowa State's not immune either, though. It's going to impact them. Um, and for for a while, we'll see. It, it's it's tough timing, like you said, because we were ramping up still TV rights wise, like they weren't slowing down. But I think this is a pretty level off of, this well, is, this is not going to continue. And so you look now at, at coaching, at coaching salaries that uh, I think they've hit a max for the short term. Hold on. I'm taking this note for my column. This is a big win for the streaming companies, the coronavirus deal. I don't want to call oh, it winners. Hey. We're all losers here, but like, that's what, the other thing. When I'm looking into yep. the future, though, the cord model is really getting crushed right now with all these people at home. We want to binge things. We need to be entertained. What, like, what? When you're just bored out of your mind right now, are you flipping around on the cable channels, or are you? I'm, I'm, I, I Tiger King the, yeah, the, the hell out of that, and I'm doing Ozark <laughs> now. Yeah, um, that's my point. I have watched a lot of old, just random games. I'm like, this is. Yeah. It's like 60% fulfillment. I've been watching old NASCAR let me, races. Let me th- one more theory at you. Okay. Wouldn't you say that this 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 starvation of sports really promotes the importance of live sports for it could actually help? Yes. In in an essence. Now, okay. they they may not have the revenue to pay the money, but it's pretty clear that people need this stuff. You're right. If this thing gets turned around in the timetable that I think it will, your ESPN and your Foxes will be just fine. Yep. What I'm saying is if this thing is a year without games, okay. like the worst case the scenario, worst case. Yep. I think they're blood dry. And I, and I, I think that yep. gives a Netflix or an Amazon an opportunity to, jump to in. come in that they wouldn't have had before. I agree. Because I think these conferences, like look at what happened with the big 12 basketball and ESPN plus this year, right? The out the outcry of oh how dare you don't put those games over the air this coronavirus world like my mom and dad texted me today that they watched every episode of Tiger King today 
They're in their six. I would love Big Mike's okay. impression. Some, you, you see my point, though. Yeah. Like, I People think, are getting more comfortable with it. Yeah. Yep. So I, I yep. think that there would have been a stigma there for, let's say, the SEC yep. to to give it its exclusive football rights, uh, tiers one and two, to Netflix yep. for however many million dollars, right? Well, I don't know. If this would go on for a year... There'll be a hell of a lot more people cutting their cords. Yep. There'll be oh, yeah. a hell of a lot more people signing up for Netflix. Economical standpoint. Yeah. Right? Well, that's a good point. I mean, I don't want to get into, like, stock picking and stuff, but, like, I've been buying Verizon and, like, 5G because I think that a post-coronavirus world, like, one, there's going to be more people working from home. Yep. And that's that's Two, happening now for sure because we're realizing absolutely. that we can, we can do this. Yeah. Mostly. And a lot of these bit, what are we paying rent for? Yep. Like, why can't we all, like, if we have five employees, what are we paying rent for? We could just meet at Panera yep. once the, a uh, week, or we could get on Zoom and have our conference yep. calls and everybody works from home. The Zoom WebEx um, Microsoft Teams model, it's proving that that, that can, can actually be pretty effective, which I think we, we every crisis, you come up with some really good technology. You look at world wars over the years. This is, um, you know, a different kind of crisis, but you're going to see technology emerge both medically and then I think, you know, the, the remote working um, streaming stuff that, that will really, really be the staple of this era. Good talk, Bloom. Yeah, I don't know if we solved anything, but it was, it at least felt good to, no, I think not, that to talk with another human being about it. Well, and I just felt the need because I, you know, this does you, you you brought it up like the reminders of the Big Twelve missile crisis because yeah, I, I remember that era because yep. I was so nervous just selfishly sure of what would happen to us and like et cetera well that you hung on every word you heard in every detail and I think a lot of fans out there anytime anybody says anything about the football season they either panic or they right. Yeah, I think that's a very realistic yeah. deal. So I, yeah. I wanted to be Every able to, for for myself selfishly, just talk be able to talk this. through it with somebody. Yep, and I think I, I think that this was this helped me. I hope it helps some of our yep. listeners too. So the couple cues for this fall: um, look at NBA and MLB, see what they're doing, and then see if Iowa State's back in session. And watch the NFL. And watch the NFL. I mean, that's the, it'll fall in the, line. The them. NFL will be ultra aggressive. They're very. It's a very conservative league. It's billions of dollars. Yeah, your uh, older conservative owners. They uh, they're less um, socially conscious, and they have a monster in a TV contract. Yes. more so than any of these. They have so more they, to lose than anybody. Correct. It. They're. It's gonna be. It, it'll be. But you bring up a good point with the politicians. And but like they're good. Everyone's gonna get pushback. Like you, you. I mean, we just canceled the Ryder Cup. Yeah, but what league I mean, doesn't give a give a crap it's the nfl yeah they're the ones who could could is jerry jones care they are the nfl is the one that carries a big enough stick that they could say f you politicians like we're going (laughs) and the politicians would say okay yeah like it's it's literally that level i mean you're right i think the nfl still is the power broker here and college football will probably fall in line um but in the interim i think i we should do Bi-weekly chats about this because I think it'll be ever-evolving to see, you know, what this thing looks like and, and how does it impact fans like us. I don't, like, I was talking to my wife. My wife buys season tickets. I'm like, I don't, you can buy them, but I'm sure Iowa State would refund it, but I think that's a big problem. I mean, Iowa State now pushed back the the season ticket renewals till the end of April. I, what do you tell people? So, just a lot, a lot, a lot of dynamics here. Indeed. But but I am comforted by, like you said earlier, having Jamie Pollard on the lead here. He would have a, a good idea of how this all is going I to I like play. Iowa State's chances with him. Yes, always. Better than without. Always. Thanks, Bloom. Yeah, that was cathartic. Well, we'll meet Metal next week. Yeah. And we'll do another one of these. Socially distant. I would like to um, dig into basketball. That's got to be tough too, though, right? I mean, well, I, people—I guess kids could still commit. They're just not going to campuses. 
Anyway. Yeah. No, and it's it's too much right now it's with basketball. Lot. It's a lot. I'm not going to come on here and run down eight transfers that yeah. they're in on because I don't know. Yeah. And um, anything we say right now will likely be out of date in in a two week. Days. In yeah. yeah, two days. You're probably right. So we're going to sit tight on that. But we do want to remind you guys uh, to use our A plus lawn and landscape. I actually I've been a customer of theirs for like ten years. And they're still rolling. Now they're using all of the um, guidelines and stuff with social distancing and all that. But they are uh, business. The grass is going to grow. It's grass is growing. And those guys are out there on their mowers all by themselves. So so true. My grass is my grass is damn near green now. Like it's it's ready. It just needs a couple just, of warm days. I just asked my wife, I'm like, why is our grass yellow? She's like, well, you didn't mow it enough. You got dead grass there. So I might. So yeah, you didn't I detach gotta, it. No. You got to get the detacher out. Oh, jeez. Get a rake. What am I, A plus? <laughs> no, that's why you need to yeah, hire I them. Do, the, I do. Then you don't have to do it. Do you know anybody there? I know some oh. people. Uh, he's Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back. Bloom and I will be back with another podcast at some point next week, I'm sure. The, I know that the gals from Title Nine are coming up. I believe they are recording on Monday night. Um. I'm going to have a new Chris Williams podcast. Uh, this will be fun, entertaining for sure. Sage Rosenfels is going to join me. Man Sa- of many opinions. We're just going to let Sage go <laughs> on COVID-19. <laughs> and I'm also going to check in. This is interesting with Allison Lacey, Allison Otzelberger, okay. uh, who's been stuck in Australia. Oh, really? During the coronavirus outbreak. She was there for a wedding, a family can't wedding. Get back. Yeah, and it's wow. um, it's it's interesting. So she's going to join me, uh, and then I, I know Stans and Fitz. Stans was wanting us. He hasn't reached out to you yet. I don't think he wants us to do a deal, like a rewatchables s- on a. No, he did send me a note. Okay, he wants us to watch a game and talk about it. So we'll maybe. We, and do we're that. we're targeting, which would be very a lot of animosity here. The uh, 05 Kansas game in the fog, which included the uh, the the basketball. Yeah, the well, uh, that's a Wayne Morgan team, right? The Wayne that was, so this was the one where Jared Holman was supposed to be shooting two free throws. Oh no! And they, I, I don't want to. I I don't know if that's the one we should do though. Stands. I mean, I would defend. I won't defend the. Well, it's a long story. This Maybe is we a great idea it. though. Yeah, I mean, because the game that would really be painful for me. You said Kansas. Um, I was thinking two thousand five Kansas football. Oh, remember no. that? Yeah, and I, remember yeah, that bitch were, of a game? Yeah. Oh my no. god! I was. We were both oh, there. Oh my god! I think you were not with your wife, but with somebody. Yeah. And then I was on the sideline. I was with another gal that day. Yeah. yeah I remember um, that one? I was doing student radio. Oh my gosh! I'll Oof. just be honest with my audience. No, I'm not watching that. I was annihilated one. before that game. <laughs> we should, that would be we fun had it. We had the most fun tailgate party because we were certain we were going to the Big 12 championship game. And I was with all the, like, hmm. I was sitting in the players section with, like, all the parents and stuff. Oh, my God. That game will haunt me until I die. Brian Luke. <laughs> this would be good, though. We should do, like, a rip off of the ringer and do Iowa State rewatchables and talk I about it. <laughs> why why don't blatant, we? It's a blatant ripoff, but. Oh, we, we could I don't pick think, a Wayne, uh, we could, we've got some Wayne Morgan stories. I don't think Simmons would care. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got enough money, Bill. All right. He's Brent Bloom. Thanks, all. I'm Chris well. Williams. Uh, happy birthday to Everett, by the way. Thank you. Everett yeah. Bloom. Two tomorrow. Turns two, two. Yeah. on the 29th. Um, uh, big kid. Uh, God, God, you got two under the age of two. Yeah, How in the hell? Bur- bourbon and uh, Tiger Jeez. King. Man, I thought I had it rough. Uh, my little baby boy, Dirks, just turned seven. God bless him. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Later.